You're listening to Cancer Covered. Very few specialty clinics go as far out of its way for patients as Green Bay Oncology. And we do that by literally driving hundreds of miles out of our way almost every day of every week to all corners of Northeastern Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. It's hard on us. It's hard on the staff who stay behind at our clinics and must explain why we're away. Maybe we're crazy. Some of our colleagues think so. So do some of our families. In this episode, we'll detail the toll all that driving and time away from home takes on us and some of the ways we cope with it. You're listening to Cancer Covered with Green Bay Oncology, where we explore pressing cancer issues and look for ways healthcare professionals, patients, and their families can cope better together. I'm Dr. Mitch Winkler. And I'm Kyla King. And we're your hosts. Now, I will say, traveling the way we do, it's a grind. No, there's no doubt about it. I grow weary. It's hard to leave your bed. It's hard to leave your family. It's hard to leave your house. But that said, I wouldn't trade making this choice. I would make this choice over and over and over again. I am so fond of the experience that I've had thus far and, and I'm having, and it just keeps getting better. And I think that's because I'm growing closer to the community. I have Dr. Matthew Ryan, Dr. Brian Burnett, and Dr. Ruth Warren here. I was reminded, you being really the core team that takes the brunt of the travel, how hard and rare it is to get the three of you in the same room. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to talk a little bit about the sacrifice and the things that you guys have to do to cope with the travel and some of the strains that are on things. You all obviously make a sacrifice, but the patients are a lot of times paying the ultimate sacrifice with their diagnosis. And it's been a huge part of our culture since, you know, the founding of Green Bay Oncology to bring care close to home. What's everybody's packing routine? Do you just have something that's pre-packed so you can grab it and go with the essentials? I definitely have a go bag. (laughs) So do I. Brian, do you pack every time or do you have a go bag? Well, it takes me about five minutes and 15 seconds to pack anything I need to go anywhere for two weeks. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Between the shower and making my coffee, I'm packed just with two passes. I just bought separate everything and I just kept it in a crate. What time does everybody get up in the morning to make it to the furthest reaching clinic in Manistique? I would get up at 3 a.m. and leave about quarter to four. Because keep in mind, there is a time difference between Green Bay and Escanaba and Manistique, such that uh, 8 or 8.30 clinic start in Escanaba or Manistique is 7 or 7.30 central time. So it moves that morning back from morning to zero dark 30. Right. So over time, when we're getting more busy at our rural practices, one of the three of us will drive up and spend the whole week rather than several of us driving up every day of the week. So oftentimes, even if it's a two-hour drive to Escanaba, but with that time change, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'll drive up the night before more and more now than I used to. Yeah, I get up at 4.30 for Escanaba. Great. Well, I fluff and buff, so I get up at 3.30, <laughs> so 3, 3.30. But I do, I, I prefer to just drive up the night before. I just, I mean, I'm up, I'll just kind of suck it up and just get on the road. 
What are the routines that you each have on your way up there? I'm assuming audiobooks and podcasts are potentially part of the ritual, but are there any other things that you do to pass the time when you're driving? My own routine is exactly that. I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of history podcasts on the way up, but a better memory is Dr. Bayer's routine. And he would go, he must even get up earlier than us. He would go an hour early and have breakfast at McDonald's with many of his regular patients. Really? He actually told us that. He had mentioned that he got there for breakfast and he would look over his patients for the day and a lot of the patients would be there and they would have coffee and breakfast together. So yeah, that was part of his ritual. And then going to a very specific gas station on the way where they always gave him a free coffee and then they would ask for medical advice. So that was the exchange. He would give them some medical advice and they would give him a free coffee. That is really great. Brian, do you have any rituals or anything that you do to pass the time? Well, it seems on my drive back from Michigan, very regularly, at least an hour or hour and a half will be taken up by meetings. So Microsoft Teams meetings, and I think all three of us probably know exactly where the cell phone coverage drops about 10 miles south of Escanaba and then about 20 miles south of Marinette, um, such that you generally need to reconnect to a meeting after passing through those areas. Um, but I'll listen to satellite radio in the mornings, uh, and then coming back as well, especially in the summertime. More often than not, there's a Brewers game on, and I'm a big baseball fan, so listen to the Brewers. What about you? I sing loudly and badly. (laughs) (laughs) We will maybe need to get you a dash cam (laughs) so we get some footage. It is just wrong and I am shameless (laughs) and unreserved. There are inherent risks to traveling so far and so often. I asked the group what kind of hazards they've confronted on the road in the sometimes extreme weather of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. If we had to estimate, how many speeding tickets do we have amongst all of you in your travels to these far outlying cancer clinics? Is that being pulled over or is that the actual tickets acquired? We will say pulled over. I've got at least a dozen. Matthew? None. None? You've never been pulled over. Ruth, in in how many years have you been going to? Two. (laughs) I got pulled over three times, three days in a row. Pulled over once, one ticket, nine years. Wow. Matthew, any tickets for you? Uh, No tickets, but I have been pulled over once. Um, It was a few years ago. Been a long day. I was trying to get home, see the family. And there weren't a lot of good places to pass, but there was a short stretch. This car was going really slow. So I gunned and got around him going as fast as I could. And there in front of this car, about a quarter mile, was a state patrolman who just turned on his lights and pulled over. And there's little doubt what he wanted. So I pulled over right behind him. He came to the window and asked how fast I was going. I said, I wasn't sure, but I think it was plenty fast. And before he did anything else, he took off his sunglasses and looked at me. He said, Dr. Ryan said, yes. He said, you took care of my wife. I know that that wasn't very easy, but I appreciate everything that you did for her. I want you to drive safe on the way home. Yeah, Yeah, really powerful. How many deer has everybody hit? Two. My car is currently in the shop. (laughs) Again, two in two years. (laughs) I think I drive with my eyes closed a little fast. (laughs) Yeah, I got a new car two years ago and within a couple of months did 
a lot of damage to it. Zero in nine years. What would it take or have you ever canceled an outreach clinic? The answer is we haven't canceled, but we should have. And I can remember distinctly one day driving to the clinic this year in an ice storm and I was driving up at night and I was like, this is nutballs. What am I doing? I am going to die. (laughs) No one's going to find me on the side of the road. But we all came in and we all saw patients. So the ice storm shut it down after a few hours. But outside of that, only because the hospital lost power. I think rain or shine, I can't think of any time that we've ever closed the clinic for weather. There's been times when I've stretched a two-hour drive into four hours or a three-hour drive into six hours. But got my four-wheel drive truck, I put it on four-wheel drive, and you get there when you get there. So and I, I grew up driving in that, in that weather and much, much worse than, than we typically see. The northern half of the Upper Peninsula gets dramatically more snow than the lower half of the Upper Peninsula, and we didn't cancel school unless we had more than a foot of snow. So, so you're used to it. Yeah, it's weather like I've never seen before. You know, like they don't uh, have that in Florida, right? They do not, and uh, they don't have it in Chicago. They don't even have it in Green Bay. It's like I am now officially going to uh, have a little crate in my car for emergencies. Thought everybody had those. Uh, right, I need to have one. <laughs> yeah, I've got the toe straps. I can borrow you. And yeah, right. The blankets. I think about seven or eight years ago, there was a kind of Escanaba wide power failure. And the hospital has backup generators, but the medical office building doesn't. And the first thing I knew wrong was I couldn't actually get in the building. So I had to go to the ER to get in. And then all the lights were out. And But we had clinic in a dark clinic with flashlights and then the charged laptops. We got through the morning. At that time, my office had a window. So we used that for injections. And we got through the morning until the power came back on about three or four hours later. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Has anybody ever overslept or woke up and started going to the wrong clinic because of muscle memory? No, but, um, you know, it's been 14 years and probably at least the first half of them, we actually transported the chemotherapy with us. And of course, I did arrive in Escanaba once and opened my trunk to see that it was empty. That wasn't a very good feeling. So we had an emergency courier uh, make up for my air. I've done that to some of the closer clinics, you know, where I've gone. It's not just Dr. Warren's being spacey, but I have actually literally gone to huddle in Green Bay and they're like, what are you doing here? (laughs) I'm all prepared, just in the wrong clinic. And I too have forgotten my chemo, which is really difficult. How about you, Brian? I've wound up in the wrong place twice. I think once was just here in town. I was at St. Vincent when I was supposed to be at St. Mary's, but there was a time when I was doing our outreach before our hub got established down the Fox Valley where I went to work in um, at St. Elizabeth's and I was supposed to be at Mercy, but they aren't all that far away, so I was able to recover. Lisa was within the same health system, though. I pulled the numbers for how many nights away from family that you all sacrifice for um, just last year. So for 2021 in these communities, and it's 192 out of 365, which is a lot. So talk a little bit about, you know, the toll and sacrifice on your families. Every now and then I'll have a, what they call a stuffy riding shotgun. There's at one point a troll from the, um, 
Frozen movies was so long for the ride and would even need to come into the office with me. Um, this week, it was a um, plastic blue zipper bracelet that somebody had won at a carnival as well as a, I don't even know what they're called, where you like connect the little tiny rubber bands together to make bracelets or rings. I had to wear one of those rings to see patients this week in Michigan. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't forget Iris and Lila when I was away in Michigan. So what do you tell them when you can't be there to tuck them in at night? And what's that like? Well, I think it's the same for many people out there. I mean, there's long haul truck drivers supporting their family that are gone for a week too got a good friend that him and his family live in Denver, but he has an apartment in Philadelphia because the majority of his work is there. So we're not special in doing this. And just like anybody else, the night before the morning we're leaving, we tell them goodbye and we love them and we'll be back in a few days. Call me if you want to talk. Um, I'm always available. Daddy loves you and I'll be back soon. Matthew, how about you? What's the toll been? Brian mentioned our change in schedule a few years that led to Ruth joining us. Uh, very much appreciated. But what really brought it to attention was Elizabeth, her soccer league played games on Tuesday nights. And by the end of her 10 or 11 game season, I think I had only seen one. I knew something we needed to do better on our schedule at that time. Yeah, it's too much. What I found when each of us were going up there every week is it was exhausted most of the time, just from, you know, you have a six hour round trip commute or a four hour or five hour round trip commute and put in a 10-hour day at work, boy, that's a long day. It kind of wipes out the rest of your week. And when I get home, I wasn't truly present when I tried to make it home for the night. So now if I'm on the road for three nights, once every three weeks, well, those other two weeks, I'm there and I'm present. And yep, they need to tolerate dad being away for a few days. But those next two weeks, dad's going to be there and he's going to be all there. Well, for the most part. No one should carry the burden of cancer alone. A cancer diagnosis can make you and your loved ones feel isolated and alone, just when you need support the most. I'm Addison Young. And I'm Tom Beckers. As social workers at Green Bay Oncology, we know that meaningful connection brings strength and healing. Sharing the experience in a safe space with others on a similar path is often powerful and therapeutic. That's why we offer a free monthly virtual cancer support group facilitated for you and your loved ones. Wherever you are on your cancer journey, you're always welcome. To join us, visit gboncology.com events. In closing, I want to ask if there's been anything with your attitude that has changed um, since you've been providing care at outreach sites. Yeah, what I would say is it's humbling, you know, how appreciative the patients are for us uh, meeting them there. And um, and you sit back and think they're the ones going through such difficult times with such a serious diagnosis. And they're, they're spending that time actually thanking us. It, it gives you a different perspective. Now, I will say traveling the way we do, it's a grind. No, it, there's no doubt about it. I grow weary. It's hard to leave your bed. It's hard to leave your family. It's hard to leave your house. But that said, I wouldn't trade making this choice. I would make this choice over and over and over again. I am so fond of the experience that I've had thus far and, and I'm having, and it just keeps getting better. And I think that's because I'm growing closer to the community. I'm growing closer to the people that work at the hospital, even outside of our departments. I'm, I'm getting more familiar and, and just of course the patients, um, you know, so 
the fondness that I have for the experience far outweighs the weariness. My attitude hasn't changed at all in, in doing this. Thir 30 years ago, when I was growing up and still at home, my mother was living in a rural location with us and drove 500 miles each direction to get chemotherapy because that's where she trusted her care. And that's not right. And when I joined Green Bay Oncology, one of the major reasons why I did so was to be able to serve these rural communities so people like my mother could trust their care in their community so they wouldn't have to travel to add that tremendous burden onto it's already a difficult time in people's lives. So I appreciate every time I go up, every patient I see, because um, that's why I'm here. That's why I came to Green Bay Oncology, because I felt I could serve these rural communities better than being in a solo practice by myself without any colleagues to discuss things with and bounce things off and share the burdens of travel. So um, I appreciate it from day one. I appreciate it every bit as now, as much as I did nine years ago, as much as I will in 10 or 20 years. After our conversation, I asked our clinical data analyst to run some numbers. The totals are staggering. From 1976 until now, Green Bay Oncology physicians have driven a total of 1.5 million miles, bringing care close to home for patients in rural communities. That's equal to going around the entire circumference of the Earth 57.3 times, or from the Earth to the moon and back three times. It's also a total of 23,768 hours, or 990 days, or 2.71 years in the car. It's also 192 nights per year spent away from home. It's tedious and tiresome, and a lot of life spent away from loved ones, as any long-haul trucker knows. But it's who we've always been, and it's part of our mission that we still believe in. Thanks for joining us on Cancer Covered. Please let us know what you think by leaving a review. To learn more, read our blog, request an appointment, search available clinical trials, or even apply to become a member of the team, go to gboncology.com.